0: Philip Llanos, CEO, Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to The War Room. Mac, it's a pleasure to have you here. How are you doing?
1: Hey, it's a pleasure to be here with you, Philip and Jason. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, man.
0: As we can see from the background, and for those that are listening that can't see, there is a picture of Mac crushing it in front of a huge audience, and then a couple of books there on the right-hand side and mind space behind them. So we've got a very interesting opportunity to talk to somebody that is doing something a lot of business owners who want to step into thought leadership really want to get into and be in that position. So before we go there, because that's just setting the stage, we like to kick things off on the show by asking, do you yourself come from a family of
1: entrepreneurs? Oh, that's a great question. The quick answer to that is no so uh but my dad did in his latter years he was he 78 now but maybe in his 50s um started um some entrepreneurship so no no there's not so the quick answer to that is no so i had to learn the hard way right <laughs> yeah
0: okay and so you had to learn the hard way how did you first come across the idea of entrepreneurship if it wasn't in your immediate environment?
1: Yeah. Okay. Great question. So I, um, after graduating with my MBA, I, uh, I I worked for three corporate companies and I worked, you know, for 10 years, but in back of my, actually the first company I lasted for seven years, right? So they put up with me, tolerated me seven <laughs> years, but something was going on. I felt I, 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 there's something missing here. I'm not really uh, you know, I'm getting promotions, but I'm not getting fulfilled. So I thought maybe it's the company. So I left. And the next company, I lasted for two years. And again, I had the same feeling. And so I left there, joined another company. And this time I lasted for one year. And I realized it's probably not the companies, it's probably me. And so I had this yearning. I thought, okay, let me start my own thing. And this is um, two decades ago now. So we're talking about 1999, dot com era, all that kind of stuff. So I set up a small computer company, internet company. And uh, after several years of running that, after two or three years, things weren't going right. You know, um, I had two business partners who cheated on the business, stole a lot of money, left me in heavily heavy amount of debt. And so now I'm, I'm I'm now in over hundred thousand dollars in debt, personal debt, money I owed other people. Trying to figure this business out so I can pay my staff, pay my team, and it took a lot of stress. I mean, that's, I mean you can imagine, Philip, Jason. At that time, my wife is pregnant with our second child. Wow. I have, two or three years have gone by where I'm hardly at home. I haven't seen much of our first child, and we've only been married a few years. This has happened all around the same time. My doctor is saying, take it easy, your blood pressure is rising. And one moment, it was one evening driving home from my office, five minutes from my home, Philip, I stopped my car in the shopping, shopping mall car park. I sat there with my hands on a wheels, just going through this breakdown, sobbing, thinking I'm a failure. How did I get here where my business is not working? It looks like my wife's going to leave me because I'm hardly at home. Um, I owe people money. I've got to pay these things off. My business is not working. In that moment, I realized there's things I don't know. And as I came out of this, I thought, I, I've got to learn this. So how do, how do successful entrepreneurs become successful? How do people become happy? How do people become wealthy? So I went on this journey of self-discovery and in less than two years was able to fix my business, clear my debt. And, and um, you know, I, I got myself into a better better position. So I learned the hard way, uh, Jason Phillip.
0: Oh, man. You know, this is a perfect example of the type of response to circumstances that only an entrepreneur can have mm-hmm. There's, because that is a defining moment between what normal people would do, which is just say, you know what? I may not be fulfilled, but I'm going to go get a job. Right. And just go do that. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to an entrepreneur that started asking questions and hard ones all while dealing with enormous amounts of stress, but being able to turn that part off for a second and say, okay, I'm obviously still going to be frustrated about this, but I need to know what I don't know. Clearly, there's something involved in the sales process or the way you structure a partnership or the you started mapping all this out. And I have to ask, I mean, did you go paper and pen and start writing this down or or what was more of the strategy in that moment? Right. Because that's the part that I think a lot of people uh, tend to gloss over because we want to get into the, uh, if you will, the Hollywood aspects of being the rock star aspects of being an entrepreneur, but anybody who who finally broke through because that's the, that's where the chasm exists between regular people and yeah. people who actually become entrepreneurs is right there. Can you can you sort yeah. of share anything that in that space that made that difference other than that just that decision or was it that decision and
1: commitment? You know, I thought about this over many years when things became better, and I think the critical thing was from the age of up, from the age of about 12 13 i practiced martial arts and in my life i was succeeding in martial arts so uh, you know i became a uk champion i am right now i'm a sixth down that belt but i so through my childhood and into my adult years up to that point i practiced some form of martial arts so i had a lot of discipline in that and things were working well for me so why wasn't it working so well for me in my family <laughs> in my business, in my money situation. And I realized it's got to be some kind of discipline. So when I thought about it, in my martial arts, I had good sensei, good instructors. What was missing in my life? Well, with ego, well, I've got an MBA. I know how to do everything. No, there's a difference between entrepreneurial success and academic success, two different things. And so I started reading, one of the books I read was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I read a book called Think and Grow Rich at the time. And I started realizing, hey, I probably need a coach. I couldn't afford a coach. So I I had put money on credit cards to get some kind of help and support. But it was books, workshops, seminars that I started attending that changed my mind around, um, changed my mind around entrepreneur entrepreneurism and about money. Uh, and so that, I think if it wasn't from the, the discipline of martial arts and keep going and perseverance and don't stop and don't give up, fall down, pick yourself up, maybe I'd have, like you said, Philip, maybe I'd have stopped and said, hey, maybe entrep- the entrepreneur route is not for me. Let me go and find a job and and go for this supposed, supposed uh, security, which we know doesn't exist. So I don't know if that answers your question there. Yeah, that, so. no, no, no.
0: no. This—that's exactly what it was. The minute you said martial arts, I began to think before you even said it, <clears throat> the idea of discipline. And what I also picked up, which I think is a, a fascinating thing, is you were able to create transference from one area of—I guess the word would be dopaminergic reserve, right? Where you build up dopamine through success, with this this right. feedback loop of success through martial arts, and then Transfer that over to sustain you as sustenance, if you will, uh, in an area that you haven't achieved that yet. But it, be, it, but because of that transference and your ability to do so, right? If you have a win anywhere in your life, you can drag that over and use that as fuel or fodder for the fire. And, and with a goal set in mind, to, like there's this biochemical thing that happens, that I'm beginning to understand with entrepreneurs that I think is really at the core of what's happening. And before we go any further, I think it's a it's a, it's a great point to bring in Jason here specifically because not only does is he a serial entrepreneur, but he has an incredible background, uh, decades, if you will, in military, which also speaks to the idea right. of discipline, right? So I think we can tap into this here and really make the point solid because your story is exactly what we were looking for on the show to help people bridge that gap. And I want to hear Jason's reflections on that before we continue on with the narrative.
2: Here's the beautiful thing. And that is, we go through these struggles, right, in business, like like your story of it just all went to hell and, you know, we got ripped off and all these things, right? And I always like to say this. If you come to me and you say, yeah, business has been great my whole life and and I've never had any struggles, well, I'm going to call bullshit on that because oh, you, yeah. you cl- number one, you either had a silver spoon <laughs> handed to you or you're just uh mm, should I say it? A poser. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> I'll go. say it. I'll say it. I'll say it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it doesn't really matter at what point in business you are in. It's just its next set of struggles, right? Mm. I'm sure, I'm sure you have challenges today, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, I do. I have lots of challenges every day and I wake up and my Slack channels blown up with problems, right? (laughs) Right. But that's just part of it. Right. And, and a lot of people just think this is like some kind of damn fairy tale. Right. And it's not, (laughs) you know, but to, but to your point about the mentorship stuff, you know, I think personally, like that is the key to everything is you have to expose yourself. And I'm not saying you got to go higher and pay somebody a bunch of money and all this kind of stuff, right? But what I'm saying is you got to surround yourself with the people that are willing to either help you or expose you to other help, right? I frequently reference my neighbor, Don. Um, He's one of the uh, ex-CEOs of Oracle. And he kicks my ass every Monday night about business stuff. Right. Um, And and we, we, we bet 10 cents on the game and the football game and all this stuff. And, and then usually he says, yeah, leave a check for 10 grand up on the counter. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) But not really. I'm just, he does, he, he doesn't really expect that, but I'm just saying it doesn't always have to revolve around, you know, well, I got to hire a coach and pay him a bunch of money and all. Sometimes you just got to surround yourself with the right people uh-huh. that you're able to vomit things on and, and go, well, what are your thoughts, right? What do you think? Well, I think you're an idiot because that's not going to work. Great. Thank you for that. <laughs>
0: <Right>? <laughs> and yeah. that's
2: important. That's really important. Yeah.
0: No, yeah, this is this is powerful to know because uh, over the weekend, uh, Jason and I had gone off to Nashville to to a business training, if you will, with the with with a with a group of colleagues, and the the theme of mentorship had come up even then. So it's really it's synchronistic that you would mention it again yourself, and then with the work you do, you know, you you dubbed it Mindspace Coaching, right? If we're going to push the narrative forward, so what's ironic is you were in a position where you took out. Credit cards to pay for coaching, right? To get to a certain position, uh, you got everything taken care of. Fast forward, now you're actually doing the coaching. What is it's, that? It's what, <laughs> right. what is that like to to be on the other side of that, knowing that you, you were know, well, one of those people?
1: Yeah, I I, I was one of those people, Philip uh, and Jason, and I remember studying materials from Les Brown, Anthony yep. Robbins. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki, all these people. And then, you know, fast forward. So let's have a look. So for the last 17 years now, I've now trained and coached hundreds of thousands of people, spoken in, in over 50 countries. And I am that person now that says, I've experienced what you're going through. I know what it's like to have a failing business for you not to be in a good place, for you maybe going through a divorce because your business is not where it needs to be i know what it's like for you not to be able to pay for this pay for that we can support you so i have a team of coaches around the world who coach our clients who need help and again to jason's point sometimes that transformation from here to here it's not something you have to pay for so you know you can you can find some you can look even at a low level you know i'm a uh, best-selling author of four books get my books for ten ten dollars right so read the book i started with that kind of transformation reading books looking at am i doing this if i'm not doing this why not and then i started going to workshops Then i started going to seminars then i had uh, uh, coaches and mentors who were helping me but just the book itself you're going through mentorship because yeah. someone's done it they've been there hey can i follow that right so um, it, it's great to be able to help people. You know, I'll tell you this. When I finally fixed my business and sold it, and um, things were now going in a great way, I started investing in businesses and real estate. I wrote down this mission. What is it I'm going to really dedicate my life for? What is, it, what is purposeful for me? And I wrote this down. And it became very clear since 2005 to inspire, educate, and empower people to live a life of joy courage passion and purpose i wrote that down and it's lived with me ever since and i now you know doing what i do it's all purposeful it's meaningful and it's not about the money it's about what difference am i making to humanity to other people who may be experiencing um certain adversity uh, or things not going there or, or challenges you know
0: I love it. I, I think it's great. A lot of people often come across, especially people who read or go to seminars, things of that nature come across the idea of writing down a mission statement. If you've ever started a company, at some point you're supposed to work on a mission statement, and a lot of people will get that done. But it's just like when a lot of people read books and then do nothing with it after that, right? Mm-hmm. It's it. when yeah. you say it. When I hear you say it, it 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 resonates as something you review daily. The way the way you said it, right? but yeah. there are other people who have written it down and never looked at it again and just kept doing what the hell they do. Right. This yeah. is who I am, you know? And if you're the kind of person that can succeed with that personality and those habits, great. There are some people who cannot <laughs> succeed with that personality and habits because they need to transform and put themselves in a different position, you know, but again, you have yeah. a background as a martial artist, Jason, as a as a as a military personnel, sure. right? So there, there are certain disciplines that can carry over to give you the structures to remove margins of error that may otherwise exist in people who do not have those backgrounds, who have been studious sure. or, or meticulous in preparation for mm-hmm. events that you may not be expecting but you know that whole expect the unexpected in the most prepared manner you can that's just something that that lives with the two of you and your own makeup and part of my own mission with being a part of this show is helping either reinvigorate a, a a leader in business a CEO who may be facing an obstacle and is you know getting deflated and having a story like this reinvigorates them or helping a, a young person who is thinking about going into business understand not only how scary this is going to be. And that's part of the larger mission of this show, but also how to avoid some of these scarier things that will happen. uh, And, won't happen because you listen to this show and are prepared for it. So sort of giving them that, that's kind of the, the over the, the overall goal with the show. And I think your story is really pointing that out. And uh, we, this is a great time to focus on the fact that in less than a year, part of what you help will hope to do with people is help them get from anywhere between 20% more to 200% more sales and sales is one of the most important things in a business was this didn't seem like it was the issue because you had a lot of money taken in the partnership. So maybe there was a a structuring of partnership and other things like that that may have been your biggest learning in business. But I'd I'd love to know, do you find that it's often sales as opposed to structures of partnerships that people struggle with? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think nowadays, a lot of people come to me with sales issues and we, we have a whole program we take people through. But my challenge at the time was, yes, sales, Plus, uh, team, you know, the if I was trying to um, grow a business, I, I picked the wrong partners, for one. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, and there was lack of rules in terms of our team structure, no code of honor. I mean, Jason's military. I mean, when we say code of honor, there was no code of honor in my first business. So people, in, we know in the absence of rules or code, people do what they like. And the business can't work from that kind of behavior. I had no clue. I I had no understanding of it. And my MBA school wasn't teaching me that. It was te- teaching me about these models, and, and and it's fine, but it wasn't helpful. So sales was an issue. Systemizing areas of my business was an issue, which I didn't understand. All these challenges that I was having. Uh, when I fixed them, I really understood it. Uh, I, I realized lots of other business owners are having the same issue, so I put a, a whole program around that to help them. And so the kind of Clients that come to us is now they want to move their business to a place where the whole business doesn't become reliant on them on an ongoing basis. So we help them to transform their business into a wealth, wealthy asset, an asset that they can sell or sell equity stake in it if you if they wish to. But everything starts from having the right sales process in place. And so once they follow our sales process and we hold them highly accountable through our coaching, by the way. Everything, every single number is measured. Everything is measured. Now, time they were wasting on other things suddenly becomes, oh, actually, no, I'm going to be called out on this. Let me stick to it. And so they start doing the right activities with the right coaching, with the right mindset. And suddenly, over a number of weeks, they're doing the right thing in sales. Their team is. And when they start looking at numbers, because they're not wasting time doing all the things that don't add any value to the sales process the numbers start changing. They see increases of 50%, 100%, just over a number of weeks and months because they're doing the right things. And because now they have a process where before they were just, maybe it's ad hoc, there is nothing um, to measure, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, man, 100%. I can get behind that. And, And I'm glad that you decided to help others with that because as far as I can tell, sales is quite truly the crux. And you don't have to look that far you can go to just linkedin and the number of people who who send you messages from different parts of the world who are trying to help you generate leads and what have you but i think it's yeah. more than that because if it were that easy that nobody would have any problems with sales and the solution wouldn't even need to exist right so clearly yeah. even then there is something that you're doing that is truly interesting, curious, and valuable. And I'm glad that you're doing that. I can see just from the way that you speak, why it is you are a speaker and an author. I can tell these are things that you've thought through. And if there's anything I've learned after 2000 conversations, it's the people who went through the trouble of thinking something through that tend to be the leaders. So I really do appreciate the work you've put into it. Uh, With that said, before we give you a chance to start telling people where they connect with you, I'd like to first give a shout out to someone who made this episode and this conversation possible in our own community of of strategic partners and audience members. Uh, This is a uh, a company by the name of ProShark, Joel Phillips uh, runs it. And essentially at whatever level of business that you're at, you're going to have to understand how you can get your tech stack in the right place to grow. We're talking about systemization and operations, right? With with what you were talking about. And ProShark really comes in for those people, whether you're just starting out and you're like, oh, I want to be in uh, in e-commerce. Well, they can get you running, up and running in no time, right? But also, if you're a more established company and you haven't looked at your tech stack in a while, you don't know if your CRM is the best one out there for the way your team works. Or let's say your cybersecurity isn't up to par. That's really not good if you're accepting payments in all kinds of forms uh, and you're not necessarily looking out for your client's information. All that, if it's crossed your mind or not, which would be even worse, you need to start taking a look into consideration of a of a provider that can take care of you and make sure that you're up to snuff. And that includes even looking over your website for its finer points as well. So ProShark is the company that can help you out. And you can go to the website, ProShark.com, tell them the War Room sent you and they'll roll out the, re- the red card. It for you. Now, with that said, Mac, I want people to also know where it is they can connect with you and sort of source your information and continue to learn from you.
1: Awesome. Now, if you're anyone listening in right now, uh, if you want to connect with me, just simply go to my website, macattram.com. That's M-A-C, surname A-T-T-R-A-M.com. If you go there, there is a you're in business right now as an entrepreneur and you're thinking you know why isn't my business working or maybe there's a particular challenge there's a free quiz on there that will ask you certain questions it'll only take you three minutes but it will also highlight to you which areas you should be focusing on and it give you a report as well so that's what i say to a lot of our clients that if you're not sure what you know something's not right you're not sure where to start off first Just do the quiz um, and you'll get a report on it and you know what to focus on. It could be sales, it could be finance, it could be uh, your marketing, it could be your operations, but you need to understand what is it and I'll help you with that.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, uh, If anybody's listened to the episode this far, they know that comes from firsthand experience. And it's funny, uh, a lot of people who are successful I've come across, Say they won't even work with someone if they haven't had a situation similar to yours or some real pain because uh, it's a huge commitment to get involved with other people in business. In some cases, riskier than most relationships because there's a lot involved, right? Because it can destroy many people's lives, not just your own, but you're talking about your team and payroll and there's so many things at stake. So I think having good guidance and good counsel is invaluable and knowing who to choose when there's so much information out there that's why i love shows Mm -hmm. like ours because we can get into the weeds with someone about where they come from and literally show through through experience you can hear it in someone's voice and the way they're telling the story this happened to me but i'm better for it and now Mm -hmm. i'm on a mission to help others and there's nothing nothing that will ever do that for you. No amount of sales, marketing material, whatever, will ever be able to give you this long form content experience that people can then take with them. And not only learn from it, just from that alone, but also have a resource and access to someone like you by already knowing, Hey, I heard your story. I really think you're the person for me. Right? So I really appreciate you opening yourself up to us. There's only one other question to ask before that. And then Jason closes out the show. That's a tradition around here. So the question to ask, and we told you about this earlier, is if you could have invited anybody to sit in in this room with us and listen to this and join in, who would you have loved to have had here today? And why them?
1: Wow, what a deep question. Uh, What we've been been talking about Business failure, business success, supporting, helping. You know the one thing name that popped into my mind as you were speaking there, Richard Branson. Yeah. From Richard Branson, reason why he's had constant failures and constant successes and constant transformation from the age of 15, his first business. I would have loved to for him to be in this conversation to say, hey, you have had a company like British Airways, the largest aircraft company, try to steal your company. And make you bankrupt and you overcame that. What how did you do it? You know, so his story is just inspiring to me. I would love to be for him to be here, Philip Jason.
0: <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, we gotta make that happen in one way or another. We gotta get him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey man, buddy. well, look, uh, with that said, like I like I mentioned earlier, it's tradition around here for Jason to close us out, but I wanna thank you yet again make it real clear how grateful I am that you opened up and your heart, mind, and soul to the types of conversation that we had today, because there you you could teach people tactics and all those things. And sure that might help someone a little, but these stories about your life and where that's going, that's fuel forever, you know? Uh, So thank you for that. Uh, With that said, I'll turn it over to Jason. Thank you for
1: having
2: me. Yeah. So I always like to, I always think we, we get in these like defining moments of our lives where, you know, you can have the strategy, you can have all the help in trying to get through a problem. And sometimes it's just freaking brute force, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just brute force to push through stuff. Um, and, And I like something that you said, because I don't think people often, they don't, they don't measure things enough, right? through their processes, so on and so forth, because, you know, I always say what gets measured gets managed and what gets managed gets improved. Right. Um, And a lot of people just try the shotgun approach to stuff, to stuff. Well, it's bound to work sometime. Right. Well, if you don't have a KPI to attach to it, or you don't have some kind of measurement tool to attach to it, how do you know? It's it's no different when I ask uh, a, a uh, you know entrepreneur, well send me your PNL and P, a P what? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> well, if you don't know where you've been, how the hell are you gonna know where you're gonna go, right? <laughs> so, right. especially in the sales world, right? I mean, that's that's what's driving the ship, to a degree. But but anyway, thank you for being here and uh, really appreciate you taking uh, the time to be on the show and share your story and, you know, share some really good gold nuggets. There
1: was a lot of them in there. Thank you, Jason. I I'm much, I'm much appreciate it. Thank you, Philip.
0: Yeah, man. Cheers. Cheers.